Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back to the final episode of the week. It's Friday, it's Friday. y'all. How you, Friday. how you doing with that? Uh, we're excited for this episode of the podcast. When are we not excited? Daniel, I don't. Well, I can't so remember the last time we were Yesterday we invited executive producer intern Michael onto the show. We just this invite been a good still week. stands. It's been a good week of shows. We got the Lexicon coming out soon. Um, it's been a it's been a good week for the it's podcast. Been a great week. Yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. We're gonna wrap up the show talking or wrap up the week on this show talking about the aforementioned QB of greatness that's gonna transcend UGA mm. history. Cl- Clint thinks that's, he's going to go down take. in history. Uh, yeah, correct. As as the greatest quarterback of all time, Jamie Newman. This is going to be an all Jamie Newman show. Clint. All Jamie Newman. So get ready. You thought you thought you had enough of it. You have not. Trust me. Daniel, You've not I even begun. No, you really haven't. So we're going to talk Jamie Newman uh, and what we think of him. But if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Glad you're here. He is Daniel. I am Clint. We majored in fandom. We still major in fandom. We haven't really grown up, and we don't want to. So we're nah. going to keep cheering loud and proud for UGA, and we're going to take you along with us because actually you love doing it as well. But we are not insiders or gurus by any stretch of the imagination. Now nah, we're fans. This is a podcast for fans, by fans, your fans. We're glad you're here. Uh, thanks for listening, by the way. All of you, there's there's Sincerely. a ton of you out there. We really do appreciate it. Glad that you're along with us for the ride. Tell a friend about the show. Um, it, if you like it, that is honestly the best way that you can help us out. Just tell a friend about the Bulldogs podcast that you listen to, and maybe they'll like it. Maybe they won't. We have learned that we're not for everybody. You know, like mm-hmm. we're we are. <laughs> We are if there's one thing we've learned really well from this podcast, Daniel. I mean, I mean that I mean that in podcasting, and I mean that in life. Clint, we're not for everybody. We're not like that's just all of our life is just a testimony to the fact that Dale and I's friendship is based loosely upon the fact that him and I were the only ones left not picked for teams, and we kind of looked at each other like, well, okay. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll be friends. Right. Guess we'll um, no, tell a friend about the show in all seriousness. That really does uh, help us out. So if you like the show, uh, we are so glad about that. We do it for you. Honestly, we would have these conversations mm-hmm. anyway, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't bother to record them if it wasn't for all you guys. So um, right. we appreciate you being here. You can email us if you want to give us any feedback or let us know any questions or thoughts or comments that you have. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. We love getting all your emails. We try to reply to them um, as much as we can, but we we love getting your uh, thoughts and takes, so don't stop sending those in. Um, uh, You can hit us up on Twitter, at DogsPodcast as well. We love interacting with you on there. Um, Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. All those things are things that you can do to help out the show. But um, we are starting a new uh, series of segments on today's yep. show, Clint. Um, and this is quite simply, we've been doing some like on the fence segments, players that need to uh, either step up or step out, players who are either going to contribute or leave the program. Uh, we have some more of those coming up, we'll probably get to those next week. Uh, but we're starting a new series of segments. This is the first of which today. This is the list of players that we need to see something from this spring. All of these players are players that we expect to be contributors to the team, but we really need to see them elevate. We need to Correct. we we need to get eyes on these bodies this spring. Practice is about to start next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. spring game is coming up before you know it. Uh, 
we need to get eyes on these. These are the players that we are just dying to see. One, because we're starving for football. And two, because these are the guys that if we're going to get to the mountaintop where we're going, these are the guys that are going to take us there. Clint, yes, does that, sir. Does that uh, articulate the essence of what this segment is all about? And so These are going to be the ones that are going to make and break the season for us. Are All the hopes rise on what we think these players are going to do. And so it makes sense then to start with, I would say, the most important position. We agree the most important player and the least known commodity on this year's, other than kicker, the least right. known commodity right. on this year's football team, and that is not an exaggeration, Nope. Uh, is Jamie Newman, the starting That's quarterback, we it. presume. Let's just get that out of the way. There is no sense on this podcast. We will, we will believe it when we see it week one against Virginia and not a second before that there is a QB Correct. competition at the University of Georgia. We're not buying a single word of it at all. So... Mm-hmm. As far as this podcast is concerned, Jamie Newman is the starting quarterback. If you have other opinions, that's great. We'll believe it week one against Virginia when we see Carson Beck or Dewan Mathis run out there. Jamie Newman, this year's starting quarterback. We're going to break it up into three segments. Uh, first, we're going to talk about his production last year. We're going to talk about who he was. And then we are going to compare him to Jake Fromm. We're going to do a pros and cons list. Uh, advantages he has over Jake Fromm, disadvantages he has compared to Jake Fromm. And then we're going to end the show in the third segment by giving our expectations and predictions for exactly what kind of a season we are uh, thinking that Jamie Newman is going to have. So let's start with last year, Clint. Mm-hmm. Yep. In 12 games for the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest, uh, please don't don't go watch game film of him doing anything but dropping back. Just just do dropbacks, okay? Three, Wake five Forest ran steps. the the weirdest looking muddle huddle that you have ever seen in your when, entire life. When I say it took six seconds to get from the mesh point to the line of scrimmage, I'm not exaggerating when no. I say that. One okay. Mississippi, two Mississippi, uh-huh. three, mi- yep. and so on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Twelve games. He was. He completed 220 of his 351 passes. That's good for 60.9% completion rating. Also went for 2,868 yards. That's 7.9 yards per attempt. 28 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a 145.3 rating. Daniel, how does that sound to you for production from the QB position? Well, it's, you know, it's, it sounds average. I don't know how else to say it. It, That's, it is average. It is like just go if you go look at some numbers, it is actually average. Uh, so yeah, that's not that's not just a guess. That's not just gut reaction. That is legitimately the median for college quarterback is right there. Right. He. Uh, we're going to talk in coming segments. We think he has some definitive strengths and some possible liabilities. But but just in terms of the numbers. If you're going to go based on these numbers, what mm-hmm. you have here is a fine quarterback. You, you have do. some somebody who's uh, probably throws too many interceptions, also threw quite a few touchdowns, throws for a decent yards per attempt, has a decent quarterback rating. It's not great. It's not bad. He throws, for, you know, he's a 61% completion percentage. It's not, again, mm-hmm. it's not great. It's not bad. 
He threw for 2,800 yards in only 12 games, but but with an offense that throws the ball a lot. So it's not great. It's not bad. Um, he was average last year. Clint? That's right. I, I think this is the place where I need to voice some mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Okay? So. You have the floor. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to read off the schedule of Wake Forest last year. Are you ready? Okay. I, I really don't want to be. This is going to be soul crushing, but <laughs> Brace sure. yourself. Utah State, Rice, North Carolina, Elon, Boston College, Louisville, Florida State, NC State, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Duke, Syracuse, Michigan State. Okay? Now, okay. Now, the Syracuse game and the Florida State game, I will tell you right now, he did not play in those games because of injury. That's why he only played in 12 games. Okay? Okay. So, he did not play in the Florida State game or the Syracuse game. So, let's take those games out. But now, in your head, of those teams I just listed, which teams sound like... SEC teams to you. <laughs> like teams on our schedule. Again, I'll go through the list. Utah State, Rice, North Carolina, Elon, Boston College, Louisville, NC State, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Duke, Michigan State. Just I the mean, defenses. SEC deep because he only plays against the defenses. Right? Okay. The, so the only comparable ones, Clemson. Uh-huh. NC State, maybe. That's a stretch. Okay. That's a maybe. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, maybe on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The defense, I would say, the defense for sure. The Michigan yep. State offense is absolute oh. atrocity, <sighs> but but that's not Jamie Newman's area. Yeah, no. Um, I, I mean, Boston College defense, possibly. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, so Clint, uh, Jamie Newman. Don't 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 tell me the stats for those games. No, I'm ready. This is what this is what we're doing here. Um, Jamie Newman versus Utah State, 401 yards passing. Versus Rice, 312 yards passing. Versus Elon, 351 yards passing. Okay. Versus Duke, 284 yards passing. Okay. Um, versus Boston College, 243 yards passing. Versus Michigan State, 175 yards passing. Versus Clemson, are you ready? No. He was 6 for 14 for 41 (laughs) yards. 41 yards with no touchdowns and two interceptions. Clint, he had 12 carries for 19 yards. And his long was 10. Which means he had eleven carries for nine for nine total yards other than that one. His QBR for that game was fourteen. Oh. oh. We go to Alabama week three of the season. So do we I, I hadn't heard. <laughs> yeah. Um Jamie Newman is not a sure thing, friends. Like no, that's all we're all. trying to I think that's all I'm trying to say here. It you you have to look and say you could say he 
you know, didn't have the talent around him, didn't have the talent around him, didn't have the talent around him, didn't have the talent around him. He passed for 41 yards, guys, for 41 yards. That was the lowest passing yard total that Clemson held anybody to last year. Yeah, and Anybody. if you think Clemson, like the ACC is stacked full of other quarterbacks who are more impressive, like just stop, stop and go look because it's it's a dumpster fire of quarterbacks over there outside of Clemson. It, uh, gosh. Yeah, and that's, that's essentially what you have in Jamie Newman for the 2019 season. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't. That's all, that's all I'm going to say about his last year's season. We're going to talk about this coming year, what we expect. We're going to talk about him compared to Jake Fromm. We are going to talk about some positives, so if you're getting annoyed with us for how negative we're being, uh, hold that thought. Hold the phone. All right, Daniel, let's, let's get to those positives because we need to give the people something good. <laughs> well, if you want to talk positively about someone, compare him to Jake Fromm. <laughs> So <laughs> let's let's go there because you said yeah, that he was a mediocre yes. that Jamie Newman was an average quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, how do uh, his tum- stats <laughs> compare to Jake Fromm's stats from 2019, Clint? Let's go there. Uh, Jamie Newman's completion percentage 60.9, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Jake Fromm 60.8. Okay, so that's okay. better technically. <laughs> technically, Wait, we're going to call that mark? one a push. We're going to okay. call that one a push. Uh, yards. Jake Fromm had two hundred or two thousand eight hundred and sixty yards total. Okay. Jamie Newman had eight more than that. <laughs> eight okay. yards more than that. Doing great. Yards per attempt, seven point four for Jake Fromm. Seven point nine for Jamie Newman. <laughs> Touchdowns for Jake Fromm, twenty four. Twenty eight for Jamie oh. Newman. Oh now here interceptions five, Jake Fromm. 11 for Here Jamie we go. Newman. Uh, QBR 141? 145. And rushing yards. We didn't have Jamie Newman's season rushing yards. Uh, Jake Fromm rushed for negative 12 yards on the year. Uh, uh, Jamie Newman rushed for a lot more than that. Yes. Uh, let me see yes. Yes, how he did. many But I think I think the... Go ahead. the painfully obvious point is we talked about Jamie Newman being an, an average quarterback dog fans just bemoan the fact with us that the previous year Jake Fromm uh, had a QBR of 171 the, his freshman year 160 and all of a sudden he dropped to 141 he again he had an off year last year he had more yards than he's ever had less touchdowns than last year um, but QBR was was definitely down Jamie Newman and Jake Fromm essentially same person Minus the one thing, the one discrepancy, and that is interceptions. Jake Fromm took care of the ball. He had seven his freshman year, six his sophomore year, five his senior year. As Jamie Newman almost averaged an interception per game, which is the clear disadvantage for somebody coming in and being the starting, presumed starting quarterback for our team. That is the area where I will say Jamie Newman is definitively, he he is, compares, uh, he compares negatively to Jake Fromm is the interception total. It is Jamie Newman is clearly a higher uh, risk quarterback than Jake Fromm. What Jake Fromm you could pretty much count on was going to protect the ball. Now let's let's make a few caveats in all this though. All right. Okay. Number one, Jake Fromm did that with Lawrence Cager, hmm. that hmm. offensive line, DeAndre Swift, uh, George Pickens. 
So JFROM did that with those weapons. Okay. Jamie Newman put up those put up slightly better numbers with the Wake Forest lineup. Okay? Just you can guess what kind of stars their wide receivers had. So you put Jamie Newman on the field with George Pickens and Dominic Blaylock and a great mm-hmm. offensive line and competent mm-hmm. running backs and uh, and a play caller that can actually know a thing or two. And then you compare the fact that if Jake Fromm had come back this year, Clint, Oof. is his are his stats going to go up or down from oh. from James Coley's oh. system to Todd Monken's system? Is that if you? If y'all don't think that Jake Fromm was going to be a top 10 draft choice after the stats that he put up this year, UGA, uh, yes, Daniel, he would have certainly climbed. Here's the thing is you could say, like, we all thought Jake Fromm had a down year last year, and Jamie Uh Newman had almost the same stats as Jake Fromm last year. And so you can spin that negatively and say Jamie Newman is kind of just the worst version of Jake Fromm, and that's what you're going to get. But I think you could spin it positively and say, Jamie Newman is his floor is is Jake Fromm. And then you put him in Todd Munkin's system and you put him with mm-hmm. these weapons and you put him with these wideouts, and we don't know mm-hmm. what the ceiling for Jamie Newman is. We kinda know what the ceiling for Jake Fromm is. Which which kind of bring, comes to like what I think is the biggest advantage, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, the biggest advantage that you read about and see on film and hear about Jamie Newman having over Jake Fromm, and you saw it, I mean, I don't want to bring this up, because truly, Jake Fromm is a damn good dog and not trying to rub salt in anybody's wounds here, yes, but he you see it again at the Combine, the ability of Jamie Newman to throw the ball down the field the arm that Jamie Newman has versus the ability of Jake Fromm to throw the ball down the field, which is the thing that's going to hurt him in the draft. It's just Look, plain and simple. If you simple. guys don't like this comparison, I'm sorry. I really am not disparaging him. Good. Jake Fromm, damn good dog. We love Jake Fromm. So but was David you, Green, by the way. Yes. Great. David great Green, yes. not, not, a, not an NFL caliber quarterback. But no. legend at the University Do, of Georgia. Y'all remember a guy named Chad Pennington? Oh, no. Okay. I know. Oh, I know. no. Chad Pennington drafted first of high all, New Jake York Fromm, Jets. Jake Fromm would never cut his hair like that. No. Jake. First of all, first of all, Chad Pennington got his hair cut on the back of a pickup just, just before he went out on the games. Okay. guy with a weed eater came by and said, <laughs> you need a trim, son? He said, okay. Um, look, Chad Pennington, accurate as all get out, had a head, had high IQ, arm strength, nowhere near. Not a good NFL quarterback, great college quarterback, got drafted pretty high, all things considered. Uh, and, and the arm strength. I mean, remember when, again, dog fans, don't get mad at this, Justin Fields came into the game and threw what I can only imagine was an actual lightning bolt. Okay. I, you don't, I don't have know how to hate four. him. You don't have to hate him because he was gone. You can remember that play. We spent an entire episode of the podcast the next day talking about it. He we didn't talk about a dang thing. No, we didn't no, talk Daniel about a dang thing. We're giddy, and when I say giddy, I legitimately mean giddy over that throw that he just dimed a ball I in the air like a schoolgirl. 
like yeah. as the ball was in the air. I just, it was it was fifty seven yards in the air or something like that, if I remember correctly, on a dime, faster than fast. Uh, and you looked at that and you go, "Oh my, that's impressive." That is what Jamie Newman's arm strength down the field could bring us excitement for that that we lacked this previous year, Jake Fromm. That's a huge, huge improvement. Um, but again, the disadvantage is Jake Fromm was never, he would take sacks and he would not throw the ball downfield and he would not put the ball in bad positions. But how much did we bemoan on, on third and eight, him not doing a quick decision or him not trying to go downfield? Um, we hated that. Jamie Newman's not going to have that problem this year. Jamie Newman is not going to have that problem, and um, and and that's a good thing. Also, mm-hmm. the, the rushing yards you mentioned earlier, Jamie Newman, I got it, I got it in front of me. Five hundred seventy-four rushing yards last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. six rushing touchdowns last okay. year. Okay, so so over um, thirty yards touchdown or th- thirty touchdowns accounted for over three thousand yards accounted for. Correct. Okay. Okay. Just That's to be clear, good. Zamir White rushed for 408 last year. Jamie Newman rushed for uh, 574. Now, yep. his yards per attempt were lower than Zamir White's. He had more attempts. But you add a weapon like that into the game with a coordinator that is going to have things spread out. Jamie Newman is going to have running lanes. When a play breaks down, he's going to be able to get some yards. We hope he's going to take a lot less sacks than Jake Fromm did. I think Jamie Newman is going to have a much, is going to compare very favorably to Mm -hmm. last year's Jake Fromm in terms Uh of quarterback play. I expect an uptick in quarterback play this season from Jamie Newman. I really do. Completely agree. Hey, we're going to come back and finish off the Jamie Newman segment. How should we end this, Daniel? Well, I think we I think we just got to give our our predictions. That's for right. Years so we've been talking about stats. Mm-hmm. So I think we I think we give our I think we give our official stat predictions. All right. Okay. So I, I'm there. Let's go. Let's go passing yards and yards per attempt. Okay. Okay. Who, you take us out. What? How many passing yards total this year? The big elephant in the room is Todd Munkin. Everybody knows it. Everybody wonders. Everybody's curious. Everybody has speculation. No one knows. Not a single person. At least we have some data on Jamie Newman, albeit in a different system. I know you're going to point to, like, Oklahoma State or the Browns or what. Like, we don't have data on Todd Munkin. We don't know what kind of stuff he's going to try to do. At the University of Georgia. It might be something completely different than stuff we've seen from him in the past. But I expect a more pass-friendly offense. I'm going to say Jamie Newman is going to throw for 3,500 yards next year. That's what I'm going to go. And I'm going to go 8.5 yards per attempt. Not an insane jump. But I'm going to go a moderate jump. I think he's going to have in the neighborhood of 500 attempts. Maybe oh, 480. Wow. Okay. Just to get some context. Aaron Murray. Pass happy UG offense. Sure. Most attempts that he had, 403. Fire Mike Bobo. <laughs> 
You just that's instinctual at this point, isn't it? it just, you said Aaron Murray, so I have to say fire Mike Bobo. It's in my contract. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the contract. Um, Daniel, you took you took the yardage that I was anticipating. You just stole it straight from my lips. So yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go more. I'm gonna you know, say go big or go home. Three thousand seven hundred yards. Two hundred more yards. 3,700, which would give him less than Aaron Murray's 2012 of 38, almost 39,000 yards. And I I agree, he will have many attempts. Uh, He will be slinging it around much more in this offense. Again, conjecture, but that's all we have at this point. Uh, I'm going to say nine nine point something yards per attempt. 9.1, 9.2 yards per attempt and 3,700. Okay. You like his bill. I'm just so skeptical of the deep ball. I, I feel like we haven't had a Georgia quarterback that really threw the deep ball well in so long. And I know I hit here and there, hit and miss, but I mean consistently through the deep ball well. This guy's supposed to throw the deep ball well. Gosh, I'm just hungry for it. I'm hungry. I'm, mm-hmm. It's hard for me to believe it when I see it. Touchdowns and interceptions, Clint. What do you got in terms of numbers for Jamie Newman this year? Gosh, Daniel. Uh, are we doing total touchdowns or passing touchdowns? No, we're doing passing touchdowns. Okay. Great, great. I'm going to say 30 passing touchdowns. Okay. How many interceptions? Oh, this is so painful. Uh, 10. 10 interceptions. So, that's a... Would you call that... That's a... That's a relative wash. That's a relative wash. Yeah, that's not... That's not great. I'm going to say 35 touchdowns and six interceptions. I think. Ooh. I think. Ooh. I think my boy. That's a lot of faith in Todd Munkin, man. Senior year. Uh-huh. No, I think it's more about Jamie Newman. Okay. I think it's more about. Um, Last year, you realize, last year was his first full year of playing games. He only appeared in six games the previous season. You understand that? And he had I, I did not. almost as many rushing attempts as he did completions in the 2018 season. So when he came into the game in 2018, they were, they were running him a lot. They were not letting him throw the ball. 2017, as a freshman, he played in one game. Okay? Um, he had four passing attempts in that one game. So, uh, last year was his first full season at quarterback. He threw 11 interceptions. I think he's going to get that under control this year. I think he's going to throw over 30 touchdowns. I'm going to say 32, 35 touchdowns. And I'm going to go six interceptions on the season. I, I think like he's it. going to get that reined in. I think the QBR is going to be much higher because of that. Love it, Daniel. What about rushing yards? How many rushing yards do you think he's going to have? I think he's going to have 250 rushing yards, and that's all. Significantly less. Oh, man. Half the year, over half the yards he had all. last year. That's all. I'm not looking. I think Jamie Newman running the ball is an overrated expectation. For the University of Georgia fan this year. Daniel, you and I could not be in more agreement. I think the times Jamie Newman runs, you, get, you know when it's going to be? When he Play can't is find broken an option down. and yep. can't find an option and the pocket is busted, he's going to be gone, which is going to mm-hmm. be good for 25 
yards mm-hmm. a game. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yes. The designed Jamie Newman runs will be one per game or less or more. Will he have fifteen <laughs> will he have greater than, less than, or equal to fifteen designed runs this whole season? I I, I say less. I think it will be less than or equal to. 15 yeah. design runs. I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, I think there'll be some... I mean, I think, especially if you take out sneaks, if you take out QB sneaks out of that, because those are kind of skewing the numbers. Uh, but in right. terms of actual yeah. runs, I think you'll see 15 or less. All right. Um, you're on record as saying Jamie Newman's going to go down in... in Georgia this history. is going to be a turning point, guys. I, turning point right here. I'm on record as saying, if you're not nervous about Jamie Newman, you ought to be. And listen, <laughs> I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be Florida fan here, but like we can we can talk about these things amongst ourselves. Like we can be honest. Jamie Newman is not a sure thing. Like he's nope. a he is a transfer quarterback from Wake Forest, who some people at some stat nerds at Pro Football Focus really like. And that's it. That's the book on Jamie Newman. <laughs> so uh, let's temper our expectations. I do expect an uptick in quarterback play. I don't know if that'll be Jamie Newman as much as it'll be Todd Munkin, but it'll be somebody, and that's all that really matters to me. Uh, so we are We're just going to have to wait and see. That is, um, the, But Jamie Newman is the player this spring. I would say that we need to see the most, the, that we are the most excited mm-hmm. to see. We'll, we'll be back probably next week and at least talk about another player that we need to get eyes on this spring that we have thoughts and opinions about. Um, uh, but that does it for this episode, this week of episodes uh, on the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. Uh, if you want more content, uh, you can tell your smart device or tell your iPhone or tell your whatever to play the most recent episode of Locked on NFL Draft. And then you can come back and listen to us on Monday because we'll be back then. And we'll talk to you guys later. See ya.